So today we're going to start a new series. Um, as you could tell maybe by the screen that it was, it's, it's called Thorns today. So we're going to look at, at just this concept or this idea of thorns. And how I came up with this was how I come up with a lot of things. I'm sitting in my office working on something else and God just put thorns in my mind. And I'm going, what do you want me to do with thorns? And so I wrote it down on a sticky note, put it on a piece of, put it somewhere where I have like random thoughts like that. And I said, you know what, this is a good time to do this. About thorns in our lives. <clears throat> About thorns. And first, we actually first see thorns introduced in the Bible in Genesis. Genesis 3, verse 17 to 18. And we looked at this a while back in January or December, but just let's look at that together again. It says to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. So I read that. And as we know in life, like thorns are something that aren't really pleasant. We don't really like thorns, or at least I don't like thorns. In fact, if you look at this picture of, this, of a honey locust, this is a, what is said to be the longest thorns known on the, this planet right now. This actually is a tree that's in, a, it's in America, so it's not one that I would exactly like to be around. They're, uh, the thorns, they say, are on average one to four inches long and up to eight inches long. Now that's, that's a big thorn. I don't think I'd like that, that to be poked by that. Now thorns are a form of protection. Plants grow thorns for, to protect themselves. And scientists call this mechanical defense. So mechanical, it kind of makes sense, right? Like an animal tries to eat it, it pokes it, it doesn't want to, you know, it does, it's uncomfortable, so it leaves it alone. But there's an amazing thing of God's just creation of how he just, um, just made things. Like the giraffe, for instance. The giraffe is able to eat the leaves of the acacia tree. And we'll see a picture of that, of a, a leaf. Of, and you, I don't know if you can see the thorns, but you can see the thorns on there. And these acacia trees, they're nasty, they're nasty little things. Not nasty, but they're big, actually. And these giraffes with their tongue, can get in there and eat those leaves, and that's like the primary diet of a giraffe. And it's just amazing of how they can do that despite all the thorns. And we brave thorns ourselves, like raspberries. You know, they're not as big, but those, they have, there's little thorns on raspberries. But blackberries, now that thorn gets a little bit bigger, and we like to eat blackberries. And so we brave them, brave the thorns to do that. Now, in romantic literature... A thorn represents something that can be beautiful, yet even in that beauty, ugliness can be found. I like that description of a thorn. Like, kind of like last week when we gave roses to the, to the mothers. Now, I think some of those roses or the roses were probably dethorned, but if you have a rose, usually there's thorns on them. So in the beauty of that flower, there still is that ugliness of the thorn that hurts you, that pokes you. Now, I tried to find a, this picture, and I, I couldn't find it because it's just too old, and it's not in the digital age, so to speak, because it's a picture I took in Ethiopia about 10 or 15 years ago. And this is a picture, and if you've ever been to overseas, or at least where I was in Ethiopia, like there was no color. Just the, everything was gray, and the thorns were gray. And, 
And just this, this picture, this flower stuck out to me because there was this flower growing in the midst of all of these thorns. Again, big, big, thick thorns. Like you don't want to, you wouldn't want to stick your hand in there and try to pick this flower. But it just reminded me of this romantic, of the romantic picture of this beauty of this flower in the ugliness of these this thorns and just the absence of color. Now, if you grew up in the 80s like I did in hair bands, who wouldn't forget Poison's, one of their greatest hits? Every rose has its thorn. That's the Poison band. Yeah, that's for people my age, so you're welcome on that one. But um, Now, we read about thorns in the Bible, right? We, more than just Genesis. In fact, one of the best parables we remember probably is the parable of the sower. Speaks of thorns, seeds that fall on the thorns. So let's look at that together. Starting in Matthew 13, verses 1 and 9. It says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have so much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. So here's the part about thorns. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And then Jesus explains this parable, because the <clears throat> the disciples seem to be kind of dense in the head sometimes, so I, Jesus had to explain this most of the time. And this is the explanation he gives starting in verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, <clears throat> they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of life and this deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So what we're going to do today is just, we're just going to focus on that part of thorns today. The seed that fell on the thorns. But did you notice something that what happened to the seed that fell on the thorns? Did you notice that? Thorns choke us. Choked out the seed. So thorns choke us. Remember like I told you in that flower, that flower in Ethiopia, what I didn't it didn't tell you was that you have this flower plant, but that thorn bush was wrapped around that flower, wrapped around it, really just choking it out, entangling it, hindering its growth, hindering its development. This, this flower never could mature. Now, I watch UFC on TV. I've watched, I used to watch a little bit more of it when I was still doing karate. But one of the things to end a fight in the UFC is to choke somebody out. You know, you choke them out and they tap and, and the fight is over. So, um, Grove, can I use you as a 
guinea pig? I won't hurt you, I promise. Maybe just a little. So when you choke someone, what you do is you wrap, their, you wrap your arm. So if I'm loose like this, like he can escape, but you try to get deep. So you try to get the crux of your elbow here, and then you wrap your head around like this, and then you bring your elbows together. And I don't have to use a lot of force. So if I was to do that, I could go like that, and he can't breathe, right? <laughs> you can't breathe. And the, now if I was loose like this, you, could, you feel like you could probably escape, right? What if I was like this? No. Yeah. He can't fight that. Okay, I'm good with you. <laughs> Job, girl. So in order to be effective, like you've got to get deep with that. And you notice I wrap my arms around, and really all I've got to do is bring my elbows together. And I'm using my big muscles. I'm not trying to just use my arms. I'm using my back muscles and my shoulder muscles. So I'm, it's, it makes it a lot easier for me to do that. And it's, that is, it's the deeper you get, the more you can wrap around somebody and get in there. That's what a thorn does in our lives. Which you kind of, I ask that question, I ask you this question. Do you have some thorns in your life? Do you have some thorns in your life that are maybe kind of deeply wrapped around or just wrapped around you? Now this parable, it says that these thorns, it says they're worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth. Now that is a pretty wide topic. It's a pretty wide range, especially this worries of life. There are a lot of worries in life, isn't there? Like that's a pretty broad, broad topic. Like we looked at moms for the last two, three weeks. Lots of worries that moms have, lots of worries that we share too, but worries of our children. Worries, are, are they going to be okay? Are they going to be safe? Are they even going to graduate from high school? Are they going to get a good job? Are they going to maybe move out of my house? Are they going to get married? Or maybe as we get older and we're kind of in that right now of like, are we ever going to have grandchildren? But worries of life, there's also, like we have those in life right now, worries about, well, gas prices. Every week they go up. They get higher. Inflation, I think I would have read 8.3, 8.4 this week. It just, prices of everything just keep going up and going up. But is your paycheck going up? No, it's, th those are worries. Worries in life we have. Worries about life. And this wealth for the future. Maybe just, are we going to have enough when we're done? Are we going to have enough when we quit working? Is, is it all going to be okay? Is, what, what's even going to happen in this world? You know, we worry about life of... You know, there's, we worry as, I've been asked this, you've probably been asked this, well, are we in the start of World War III? Are we in the start of the end times? Are we, what's happening? Is, it, is any of this even going to matter what I'm doing now? Because it's all going to be over. I think you kind of get the idea that life is full of worries, full of this even deceitfulness of wealth. I'm going to share with you a thorn of mine. It's a thorn of mine. I, I have this fear of failure. And so I'm having this great, great day. Everything's going wonderful. Just work is great. Everything, you know, everything is just, as I, as I say lots of times, puppies and rainbows and, and all kinds of things like that. And then I just get this one little prick from a, front, from a thorn, just this one little poke. Everything goes into tailspin. And I just feel like I'm just deep into depression. Just, I just want to give up just from one little thorn. One little tiny thing. Just stop 
may even wish for, you know, World War III, then just bring it on. Let's just be done. Let's make it all go away. And that thorn, just that little tiny thorn, it just, it just begins to just choke me out. And I can't, I just can't breathe. Which brings me to a different point of thorns, how they affect our lives. Thorns make you unfruitful. In the explanation of the parable, Jesus says that. He says, thorns choke out the word, making it unfruitful. Thorns choke this out. Thorns, thorns choke, the worries of life choke you out. All the promises of God, all the words of Jesus. And we read about it in here. We see it in our, in our lives. We see it just in, in the world. The works of God, just what Jesus and God can do. But what I think it actually, these thorns, they just choke Jesus out of our lives. These thorns, like, well, my, my fear of failure, they get just deeper and deeper around my neck, and they just begin to choke me out, making us want to give up just, or stop or whatever it is, and just we become unfruitful. Do any of you have any of those thorns? Because kind of unfruitful. Maybe, maybe they're thorns that from our childhood. Maybe they're thorns in our workplace. Family thorns. Thorns from just being around certain people. Maybe they're self-inflicted thorns that we, we put upon ourselves. Whatever it is, they just have this stranglehold on us and they just keep us from being fruitful. Thorns that are deep. Think of when you wrap something around your arm or you wrap some, a, a dental floss around your finger. Like it kind of makes your finger puff up. It's deep. It keeps, it keeps blood from circulating and that, that thorn is so deep and there's just no way to escape that. But yet we have these words in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Read that and it says, Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He's going to give you rest. All those worries of life, all that deceit of wealth, all of that stuff, come to Jesus and he will give you rest. Now this word rest means to be refreshed. Come to Jesus and you will be refreshed. Who couldn't use some of that right now? I don't sign me up. Now, let's address this idea of being fruitful. Now, I think this is obvious, or this is one of the things we think of when we say fruitful. We're, to be fruitful is, you know, we, we share our lives, we share Jesus with somebody, and, and they decide to put their trust in Jesus and, and to, to, well, to receive rest from Jesus, to be refreshed also. That, it, there's that kind of fruit. But then there's this fruit that, that we can get this, this, or being unfruitful would also be something that these thorns are choking us out and preventing us from receiving this fruit, for producing this kind of fruit in our lives. We see this list in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Not a verse where we look at this verse a lot, and I think it's because it's important. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruits that we're, those thorns are choking us out from having. Now, if, if you're new to all of this Jesus thing, this, and, and you don't know what I'm talking about when I start talking about the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit, what that means, 
when we come to Jesus, we come to know Jesus, like it says in 1128, when we put our trust in Jesus. We believe that the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And in the Bible, this Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is known as the helper. And this helper is, the Holy Spirit is part of what we call the Trinity. And the Trinity is this kind of, it's a hard thing to wrap our puny little human brains around. Like it's, it's hard to understand because what it is is that God, who is the Father, is part, is, is part of this Trinity. And then Jesus, who came to earth and with us, who died who, on the cross, it walked with us, suffered like, just like we suffered, experienced everything we suffered. Yeah, that's part of the Trinity. And then there's the Holy Spirit, who is also part of the Trinity. They're all three God, but not the same. One God, three different parts. It's kind of hard to explain, but that's what I'm talking about, the Spirit here. But this other list I'm going to give you right now is another list that we've looked at before in the past. But it's a list I think we need to look at again. What A list of what being unfruitful means, of having unfruitful thorns in our lives. And here's this list. The act of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. It's a pretty big list of thorns that choke us out. Pretty big list of of thorns that keep us from being fruitful. A tree that produces, well, maybe the wrong kind of fruit. A list of thorns that will choke out, like I said, the fruits of the Spirit. Now, something else about this, this being unfruitful. A plant can grow <clears throat> and never mature. It's like it says in this parable. If, if, if the plant is being choked out, it's never going to pr- produce fruit. It's, it's never going to mature enough to produce fruit. It takes on average a fruit tree. You go plant a fruit tree today. They say it takes three to five years for that tree to produce fruit. So if thorns choke the tree from maturing, choke us from maturing, we're never going to produce fruit. And it creates a need that we're going to need to do something. You can't just leave, if we're that tree, you can't just leave it amongst the thorns. So what we need to do is we need to remove the thorns. If you want to want to produce fruit, you need to do something with those thorns in our lives. Those thorns that are wrapped so tightly around us, that are just choking us out, that keep us from being refreshed, from receiving that rest that we get from, from Jesus. Thorns, are, are, they're hard to get rid of, aren't they? Some of you are gardeners, like it's hard to get rid of, th- get rid of some of those, throne, those thorns. It's their weeds. But they require, sometimes they require different approaches to remove them. And this book that we look at that I refer to, this Word of God, there's, it gives us some ways to get rid of these thorns, how to pre- keep them from choking us out. And the first way I think we can remove thorns is gently. Galatians 6.1 tells us these words. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin... You who live by the Spirit should restore the person gently. If that thorn is so tightly wrapped around you that if you pull that out or if you try to remove that thorn, it could injure the plant or even kill the plant. 
could injure us or even kill us. You can't just yank it out of the ground because you're going to pull the plant up with it. What I mean by that is, some of you remember this. Remember this parable in Matthew 13 about this farmer that planted a field of wheat? Somebody came in, planted some weeds amongst that wheat. The servant said, hey, should we go pull, out, pull, pull all the weeds out? And the farmer goes, no, you can't do that. You need to let them both grow. You can't pull the weeds out because if you pull the weeds out, you're going to pull the wheat out with them, destroying the wheat. It's kind of the same principle for us. If you try to yank that thorn out of our life, some of, sometimes depending on the thorn, depending on us, like you might harm us. You might harm yourself. You might get actually worse than you were by having that thorn around you. Perhaps making, allowing that thorn to even get deeper and deeper around you. Now, I brought up my fear of failure. Someone walks up to me and gives me what I'm going to call, and you've heard me say this before, is, is this Christianese. These words that, you know, they'll say something that, that's supposed to make me feel better. Like, in their... They, they, they're good intentions. But, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't speak the truth to people. We should speak the truth to people. But we need to speak the truth in grace and truth. Emphasis on grace. Because I almost guarantee you if someone came up to me and just started telling me this because of this thorn of failure in my life, I would feel like I'm a failure. I would get slip further into this depressed state and let that thorn get tighter and tighter and tighter around me. So when I'm struggling and I'm feeling like I'm failing, the last thing I need is for someone to come up to me and and just give me truth. Again, good intentions, loving heart, and I need to hear the truth. But the last thing I need for them is to come up and give me that Christianese and tell me what my interpretation is, how big of a failure I am. What I need is for that person to encourage me. Encourage me as, well, Paul talks about finishing the race. Encourage me to finish the race. Keep training to win the race. Not tell me how bad I am or that I'm a sinner or if you don't do this, then you're going to, you just fill in the blank because I think some of you know have had this happen to you. But instead, you need to, you need to get grace. You need to have encouragement. And then when I'm ready for the truth or you're ready for the truth, give the truth and help together as a community, as with each other, remove the thorns in my life. Now, Jesus gave us an example of that. Let me tell you what Jesus did. You guys will recognize this story. Remember in Luke when Jesus had his feet washed by a prostitute? Had his feet washed by the tears of a prostitute? She took her hair, dried his feet, then put perfume on his on his feet, everybody was appalled. Everybody was like, how can you let that sinner, how can you let her touch you? How dare you do that? And Jesus didn't stand up and say, you know what, you're right. You're right. Woman, you're a sinner. You need to get out of here right now and you need to never come back. It's not what he said. Remember what he said? He said, your sins are forgiven. This picture I have in my head is this gentle, grace-giving moment with Jesus. Jesus gently removing the thorns from this woman. 
giving her rest, refreshing her. There's another way we need to remove these thorns too. Something else we need to do is sometimes we need to cut out the thorn. Matthew 5, 28 through 32. Jesus, when he's, when he's saying these words, he's talking about adultery. But I think that this can be applied to lots of thorns in our lives. This is what it says in starting verse 28. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go to hell. Now, I'm not telling you, everybody in this room, to go out and like start chopping off body parts. I don't want to come back here next week and see everybody with bandages and maimed and mangled. But sometimes those thorns are so tightly wrapped around us that they can't be removed gently. They just need to be cut off. Just cut it off. Get it, remove it. There's, there's just not a gentle way. It's, it, it might cause some harm to us. It might be painful to us. But sometimes if we try to gently hear, we just, it, it's just going to take too long. And then as this verse tells us, like, it might be too long, or it, it, we just might find the entire body in hell, as it says in this verse. Let me give you this example. A lot of us try to live on a budget, right? Try to live on a budget. Some of you are great at it, are very successful, and congratulations to you. For many of us, though, it's hard to do. It's hard to do that. Now, I have this book here that it, it's, uh, it's really simple principle of that, of, of uh, how to live on a budget. It says, I was broke, now I'm not. It's a really simple principle that if you spend more than what comes in, then you're broke. It's pretty simple. So you have to cut. You maybe have to cut some of those thorns out. Some of those thorns that are keeping us in that state, that worrisome of wealth, that deceitfulness of wealth, those worries of life. You might have to cut some of those out, like cable TV, cell phones, streaming services. I walk in on Sundays with the foofy lattes, and maybe I got to cut those out. Whatever it is that's keeping you, well, in this example, keeping you broke. It's keeping you from being fruitful. You're constantly worried about life. They need to cut those out. I think in our lives, we can think of other things in our lives, too, that we need to cut out. Thorns that we think, maybe, I just can't survive without this. Maybe there's a relationship that people are in. And it's, that relationship is full of thorns. That relationship has got you entangled and needs to be cut out. Cutting out my lattes is probably close. <laughs> but I can do it. It might hurt, but it'll fade away. Like, because we're in God's, we're in the presence of Jesus. He's refreshing us. We're in his rest. You cut that thorn out of your life and you become fruitful. Getting rest from Jesus, being refreshed. Now, the last removal of thorns is actually the most drastic. This one is transplant. You aren't transplanting the thorn. You're transplanting the plant. That we need to re transplant ourselves. 
that you are, whatever that thorn is, the risk is just too great. And that thorn, you need to be away from that thorn like now. The thorn might be so large or so tightly bound or so aggressive that you can't escape it. You, it, you have to be removed. What I mean by that is look at Jude 23. Listen to these words. It says, save others by snatching them from the fire. You've got to just pull them out of the fire. Now, some of us, are, are, there's a lot of stories in, in, our, in here. A lot of our stories in here is, is there's this thorn of addiction. Thorn of addiction, man, that is hard to escape. It's a pretty hard thorn to escape. Situations in our life that it's just not safe. That if you remain in that environment, you're going to be harmed. And like I said, it might be painful to get ripped out of there. Because that bed of thorns is so entrenched and so engrossed in our lives. But that's the only way you're going to survive. And that's the only way you're going to get out. And then in order to escape, it took it being transplanted from that environment, and then you're brought into the good soil. Brought into the good soil. You're brought in, putting your trust in Jesus. Getting refreshed. So that you could begin hearing and understanding the words. Understanding these words. Understanding Jesus in our lives. And you begin to rest, be refreshed. You're no longer being choked out by those thorns that you're trapped in. Those thorns that kept you from being fruitful. Once we start to remove those thorns, by any of these ways, maybe all three, maybe we have to do it by all three, we start to receive rest. We become refreshed. And then we start to grow. We start to mature. We start bearing fruit. Ask this question again. Do some of you have thorns in your life? Are you caught in the thorns of life and feeling like you're just being choked out? And are you ready to get out of those thorns? I keep repeating this verse over and over, but it's so important. This one out of Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Let's take another look at it. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Because that's the answer. Come to Jesus and he will give you rest. But when you come to Jesus, like you've got, you're going to have to get rid of those thorns. Because you can't produce fruit if you keep hold on to those thorns. You're going to be unfruitful. So what thorns do you have in your life that Jesus is asking you to get rid of? I'm going to ask you to do something for me this week. This week, as you spend time with God, spend time with Jesus, ask him that question. Jesus, what thorn do I have in my life you want me to get rid of? What thorn is in my life? And then I want you to write them down. I, please do not put your name on them. But, I mean, I guess if you want, you can. But what I want you to do is write those down, and then in the tithe box out there, or there's a couple prayer boxes out there, put them in there. And then we have a group of people that pray for you. We're going to pray through those thorns. And I want you to continue to pray through those thorns. And let's see over the next three weeks, let's see what Jesus can do with those thorns. Let's, let's see him refresh you and get rid of those thorns. Because we have lots of thorns. 
Thorns that keep us from producing the fruit, this fruit. I've shared some earlier, our worries of just prices of things. But there's also thorns that are choking us out. Like, if I don't agree with Dan, maybe, there's a thorn, like, we're going to fight, I guess, because that's the way the world is now. Probably not, because Dan and I get along. But so many thorns that, that if you just have a different point of view of somebody, like, you just, it makes it pretty hard to love one another. But that's the world we live in. Those thorns that are just keeping us held down. Thorns that if you believe something different than somebody else, if, even thorns like if you believe this, believe in this Bible, there's people that will put, try to put thorns in your life to choke you out. So many thorns that keep you from living the promises that are in this book. So many thorns that keep us unfruitful. Thorns that just seem to, don't they just seem to be getting deeper and deeper and deeper hold on us? Maybe not us in this room, but just in society in general. You can't turn on the TV, the radio, the internet, or anything. You will see these thorns that pop up and they try to choke us out, keep us from loving our neighbor, keep us from loving God, just being unfruitful. But what if we started to remove those thorns, started growing? started producing fruit. If you notice at the end of this passage, it says you started to produce fruit 160, 30 times what was sown. Don't let the thorns of life, those worries of the world, deceitfulness of wealth, don't let them choke you out, keeping you in that unfruitful state. Instead, let's start to remove those thorns. Sometimes it's got to be gently. Sometimes you just got to cut them out. Sometimes you just need to transplant yourself and get out of there. Regardless of how you need to remove them. Maybe it's by all three. Let's remove those thorns and start letting Jesus give us rest. Start refreshing us and become fruitful. Lord, I just pray for this week, I just pray that you reveal the thorns in our lives to all of us, Lord. Start to reveal those things, Lord. Start to reveal them and, and give us the courage and the strength to, to begin to remove those, Lord, so that we can just be refreshed by you. We can live that life that, that you've promised us, that's in your word, that we can start to, to just live that life, Lord, that you that is in the Bible, Lord, that you tell us that is there, Lord. Put our trust in you and you will give us rest. Lord, there is no shortage of worries of life. There is no shortage of the deceitfulness of wealth. Lord, so we just, just speak to us this week. Or maybe there's somebody in this room right now that they've just been so entangled in the thorns that, that they just haven't even seen you. They haven't even realized that they can come to you. So maybe today that that person, that they want to be transplanted from those thorns right now and put in your presence. Transplanted and, and receive those promises that you talk about, receiving new life, receiving this rest. So if that's you, would you just look up at me and maybe raise your hand? Say, I'm, I'm, Jesus, I'm going to come into your rest today. I see you. Lord, just thank you. Thank you for just even giving us this, this concept of thorns, Lord. 
that are, there is, even in the ugliness of the thorns, Lord, there is beauty amongst them. This beauty is you. Lord, Jesus is this beauty that we can come to and give us rest. Lord, just help us all to be refreshed. In your name we pray. Amen.